right, welcome ladies and germs to the Empire Next Podcast episode 25. In reality, it's about our 30th episode. We've had to flush five or six of them due to uh, technical difficulties. I swear it wasn't my first time running uh, a podcast, um, although we did record five turned on so anywho <laughs> welcome to the program here tonight uh, i pro- i hope to god it doesn't look like now based on the levels that either of our microphones are off but they both seem to be working i'm your host hi josh how's it going tonight awesome man awesome very very good very good no it's it's been a, it's been a fun day yeah I, I enjoy i enjoy inauguration day Yes, Cheeto Hitler is no longer in office. Um, we voted out the dictator. Um, we stopped fascism. Right. <laughs> so, anywho. Well, okay. I well, hang on, Dorf. Yeah. It, it seems that way, but I mean, some of well, us are still that's trusting the plan. That's that's uh, what I've been told by uh, the blue checks on Twitter. Who are bursting into tears at the sight of Joe Biden taking the oath of office? Oh my God! It's such a. Uh, I, I'm not a MAGA guy. I'm not a. I just uh, I work today. <laughs> such an unimportant day. Uh, I punched. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I went to work today. Attention to it. Um, looked at a summary of all the the flurry of executive. No, I, but. The flurry of executive ash- action Joe Biden, um, you know, s- signed into law, air fingers quote, uh, on his first day behind behind the Resolute desk again, realized that, you know, all the stuff that it's undoing, you know, that uh, previous administrations had put forth are stuff that was put in by executive order, so it can be taken up by executive order, and if I don't like that got to win elections to to not have it happen so anyway this is what it is moving on no Josh. i mean but speaking of the resolute desk i mean do you think how much in a scale from one to ten mm-hmm. how much did donald trump rub his dick all over that desk before before he left last night well i mean did, did you think he just morning. rubbed his wiener all over everything in the White House? No. Because um, that's what I'm thinking. Probably not, but at the same time, I, I either bet I'm he, thinking uh, everywhere. I'm thinking everywhere Biden said. I bet, I bet that uh, Trump didn't leave Joe Biden the customary uh, handwritten letter. Um, or if he did, he wrote it in Sharpie and like big block text and you know, the traditional letter that could fit on a page or two that was like 15 pages long. Something like, hey, Joe Biden, fuck you. I won, and you know it. It's like Donald John Trump. I'm thinking maybe... I'm thinking maybe he just, like, farted into an envelope and closed it really fast and then sealed it up. And then when Biden opens it up, he's going to be like, oh, he left me a letter after. I just oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Sets off. He farted uh, in the envelope. Why would someone do that to me? Sets off like the chemical warfare sensors inside the Oval Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just he just killed it. 
just killed it. Or just, no, or he just I, left him like, he just left him like a, a like a, a Manila envelope with a folder inside. So like, and then he opens it up. It's just like diarrhea in there. Just like, just he just blew it up, closed yeah. it up in a in a folder, locked it in a Manila envelope, and Biden's just got like, you know orange man poo on his hands right now he's, <laughs> he's washed him seven times but he just can't get it off you know uh, you know the feeling but none well, of this matters none of this matters dorf yeah. not not one one not one bit of this matters because we're trusting the plan and um the indict the sealed indictments they're coming out and on march 4th which is what the day the constitution says the presidency changes hands we're going to go into martial law sometime between now and then. Uh, don't forget the 10-day blackout. That's definitely happening. And then on March 4th, um, when Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Hillary, and Bill, and um, everyone they went to college with, they're all going to jail. They're all getting arrested. And then Donald Trump will become the because 19th president of the United States. Because military tried Because people. there hasn't been a real president since Ulysses S. Grant. Right, right. So that is happening. So don't worry about hey, it. Hey, don't worry. Sydney Powell, it, all you, Sydney Powell all you has Trumpkins. the right paperwork filed so that she can appear as a solicitor in front of military trials. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And by by the way, this notice, is the stuff though, guys. Hey, hey, um, Q Berts, uh, Q tips, Q tards, uh, Q folk. Whatever your uh whatever your pronoun is there. Um I hey, hate, don't assume their pronoun. Yeah, I, I, I won't assume your pronouns. I'm sorry, Q people. Um the uh <clears throat> or excuse me, people of Q um <laughs> would uh i hope to god that uh, i i made the mistake of donating to the uh, the fight back foundation because i thought uh that kyle rittenhouse and uh, the, the the kid from kenosha wisconsin or that area actually from kenosha was uh getting uh, the wrong side of the status boot here um you know, his trial is, is still not... I don't even think there's a trial date yet. But Lynn Wood was part of his representation. I do believe he has resigned that. Um, I made the mistake of donating 50 bucks to that chump. Uh, fully willing to admit it. I, I, I hope to God that uh, Rittenhouse doesn't get fucked here. Um, especially now that the changing of the guard. I hope you didn't write any check guy or give this guy any money because you know based on his well-documented history of uh thinking christ two fucking over his business partner and three just in general being a lunatic um i hope you weren't scammed you know notice how as soon as he essentially blew the fucking senate majority for the gop and including the state of georgia by telling the margin of victory's worth of the electorate to not vote <laughs> he's been pretty damn you know what he probably has fucking payday he's donated exclusively to democrats up until like six months ago um congratulations you played yourself there is no grand plan 
Donald Trump is 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 going home. He's going to retire to Florida. If he's going to do anything political for the rest of his life, maybe the exploring the the Patriot Party, which would be the biggest tactical mistake in U.S. political history, if you try to um, go, you know, start a third party. Because all it will do was ensure that uh, the Democrats, who are smarter at this game, to be entirely honest, um, will continue to be, you know, Democrats will continue to Democrat, and they'll be able to win with uh, 45% of the the vote, and then you're going to split the remaining the remaining percentage of the vote three ways. They'll, Try, win, they'll win every national election. Try vote. 38. It may it's still it'll be plenty. Then you you know what you'll yeah, be even yeah, less happy. Yeah, to forty one. It's more be, than enough. You'll be even even be less happy with the outcome after the fact. You know that I, Josh. This is you, you know you've you've hated on the two party system consistently as a guy who votes is consistently voted libertarian for a couple decades now. Um, I, I I don't I don't like the two party system because it, it just incentivizes perverse political behavior but at the same time i do acknowledge is it's essentially the end state of any sort of representative democracy the eventually coalition thing you know if even if you start out with 75 political you know essentially being issue parties they're eventually going to coalesce only two it's just the the ultimate end state of party-based politics you'll end up with two been there for a while it, it is dwarf and i've i've said many i've said many times i mean this has always been a two-party system mm-hmm. i don't have i criticize the duopoly frequently and will continue to but i don't have too much of a problem with the two-party system i have a problem with the two parties so i i've i've said for a long time that i think we need to um to you know get rid of one or both of these parties and move on it's always been a two-party system it just hasn't always been the republicans and the democrats that's true you're you're not where where i'm going where i'm going go ahead no no i was all i was trying to no okay yeah thank you and um basically if and to me i think it's going to happen i think i I predicted four and a half years ago that Donald Trump was going to, re- to destroy the Republican Party. Right now, I am s- standing on my laurels and saying that I was right. And by the way, I know that, you know, people listening, you know, Dorf and I, we're, we're not celebrities. We're not famous people. We don't have a zillion followers. We don't, you know, this is a newer podcast, even though both of us have been podcasting for a really long time. Um, but this is all very verifiable, by the way. If people think, oh, who's this this dope on the internet? He's telling me that he was saying it. No, I mean, the Empire Media, where Dorf and I used to work, may not um, be doing podcasts anymore, but it is still an up-and-running site, and all this is extremely verifiable. Go to the Xcast on the Empire Media, and you will see that I am that I absolutely positively said the things that I am doubling down on right now. I said that Donald Trump would destroy the Republican Party. He would fraction it. And yes, I went as far to say that it was all done on purpose. So 
here we go with potentially Donald Trump breaking off to a third party. I did my best, like Dorf. I worked today. I, I worked for a living. You know, I, I worked a good long day today. But I did try to tune in to some of the talking heads. I tried to hit up all the conservative guys if I could. I got a little bit of Hugh Hewitt, got a little bit of Rush. I got a little bit of Sean Hannity. Not a lot of any of them, just a little bit. And it's fractured. It's split right now. It is split. And personally, I'm not interested in either of these two sides. But right now, they are basically asking people, without saying as much to which side you are you are you with cocaine mitch or are you with orange man pick a side and pick it quick is is basically the the temperament of the party from what i can see at this point now if they decide to run that direction in um for presidency it's like dorf said it's an absolute loss you know, no doubt about it. Uh, the Democrats win that election with 35 to 38% of the vote. Easy. Easy. They win the Electoral College. It doesn't matter if you win the majority of the popular vote. You win the uh, Electoral College. Easy. Very easy. But with that being said, something that hasn't been tested all too often in American history and definitely hasn't been tested lately is this is not a death sentence to have a Republican Party and a MAGA party or a Patriot Party or whatever, the, the, the orange men and the, you know, cocaine machine gun mitchers. Okay, well, only if they insist on running someone from both sides, which they don't have to do. They do not have to do that. If you have well, both parties going you'll never, never, in Congress, I hate to break it to you, it ensures that you'll never have. A, and a they have even an uneasy alliance. It can work. And I mean, this is, but this is this is how parliamentary systems work. Josh, this is right of center American pol. Josh, Josh, th th your your theories are all fine and grand. Perhaps this but is this is right if, of center American. If fifteen politics, people they, get more. in on the, not the oh, Orange Man MAGA party, there's plenty of brain center and in the political thirty-eight of the Republicans States. are in there. They just in have the Senate, zero They caucus savvy. together. It's not that weird. Zero. It really is not. It's not that weird. Political savvy. They caucus together, and you. Uh, and and you you have a conservative majority. That's fine. It's not that big a deal. Josh, that's all fine and dandy. All you all you're gonna do is all you're gonna do is, Josh. All you're gonna do is split votes in every state in the union, and all that means is you're gonna have like a seventy-five seat Democrat majority. I, I I understand what you're saying from a theoretical perspective. I just it's it's shit gamesmanship. If if you look at like for example the extreme progressives, uh, the types that you've seen pop up in the Democratic here in the last four to six years, 
this is the same kind of you know if you want to take that far you know on the economic left to the economic right this is the same type of people largely that the MAGA types largely are they're not equivalents but they're not anyway it's the same sort of outsider threat they stopped trying to run as members of the American Communist Party or the Green Party or whatnot because they realized it was dumb. They were never going to gain any political power, but, you know, fighting the good fight. So they said, fuck it. We're going to we're going to run in incredibly safe districts, primary vanilla people without any without any name recognition. And we're going to attempt to take over the party from the inside. The squad has what? four or five six members something like that i think they've added a couple to their their ship uh here in 20 the 2020 elections or the 2021 congress they have a lot more influence now they don't have anybody in the senate they have a lot more influence than six of 435 quite frankly they're driving the social policy of 200 and what's that how many democrats are in the house currently i think it's like two 34 something like that um it's driving the social policy of the country six people is driving the social policy of the country and it has an outsized influence over the biden the incoming biden administration their politics now is a couple years old uh, psychological researcher jonathan height um did some data scraping i believe it may have not been height i forget what i forget where i read this um, I, I, I'm sure I could find it again. The political faction that the squad represents is like 7% of the U.S. population. Yet they're driving the social and econo- the social policies and largely some of the economic policies of the other 93. Just because, you know what, they're loud and they have Twitter they're followers. They're stooges, people They're stooges. They're mouthpieces. In the they're mouthpieces. To those who are influential on Twitter. It, my point with all this, it's 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 stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But my point is, and throughout all of this, that's the way to win the game. Is what the squad is doing now. You need to none of the the freshman elect Congress, the the Nancy Mace, the Marjorie Taylor Greene, the I don't know Madison Cawthorns. None of those people are are into to be political stars on the right. Well, they're just not it. Cawthorn's, uh, he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet because, quite frankly, he's, what, 25, 24, 25 years old. Um, he won, you know, because he, he ran in the perfect state, the perfect district in North Carolina, and he's got the sympathy vote because he's in a wheelchair and he's a young, attra- young, attractive male, so that he's got that going for him. That's why he won. Nancy Mace, North Carolina. Ran a great campaign, was really excited about what potential. Wow. She's been in office three fucking weeks. Um, she's now in in her public statements in these first three weeks of her time in office. Uh, he, she's ensured that her political capital is toast, and she's getting a well-funded primary opponent here in two years. That type of person, Matt Gates is trying to be that guy. He may as well, he may very well be that guy. Um, to, to lead the new squad, he may become the right-wing AOC, whatever you want to call him. Um, but that, that, that sort of talent isn't there in the right of center in American politics. It's, it's, it's there, just none of them are willing to run for office because, you know, generally that classic character 
been pushed to their breaking point yet. They don't they want don't want to be politicians. They have a soul and they they don't want to be there. They haven't been pushed to their breaking point yet where there's nothing nothing left to lose. I might as well run for political office and do what I can to try and save the country I love. They're getting close. Like if anything, this election's pushed him there. Expect a lot of that, those type of guys that are, quite frankly, too good for politics. They're not freaking soulless, egotistical maniacs. Um, a lot of those people will be inclined to run for office in 2022 in, in specific house races. One guy that I that I personally like, uh, Sean Parnell. He ran in uh, for Congress in Pennsylvania. Um, had the, he he ran in Allegheny, one the majority of his district in Allegheny County, where. Um, there's some pretty well-documented political shenanigans on there that uh, his opponent, uh, Connor Lamb, um, had the same vertical climb that uh, Joe Biden did in votes where, you know, it wasn't just uh, 90-10, like in some, some parts of Allegheny County. We'll see. You know, it's all right. Just, it's all right, Dorf. You know, listen. Um, you know, the the only guy I like in the Senate is Rand Paul, and Rand Paul is basically begging the Republicans, whom he doesn't really even like that much. We all know Rand Paul could be the darling of the Libertarian Party if he went over there, but he's smart, and he doesn't want to be the darling of the Libertarian Party. He'd rather be the outcast of the Republican Party because, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. I'm, I'm not saying otherwise. So, of course, of course, and he's smart, and that's what he's doing, and he's so he's desperately trying to keep the Republican Party together. This party that half the time doesn't want to give him the time of day, even though he's a very popular guy, um, and but they they don't they try to silence him half the time, but he's desperately trying to keep this party together as. You know, you, he's the junior senator of Kentucky. As the senior senator of Kentucky, um, rails against Orange Man. So he is desperately, Rand Paul is desperately trying to keep the party together and not to splinter off into pick a side. Are you cocaine Mitch or Orange Man? Because he, he sees what it is. What I'm trying to say is simply, it's not the end of the world. Will it cost you an election? Will it cost you two elections? It might. It might, but it, it will even off. And in the end, the Republican Party or the MAGA Party or some name that we don't know yet will exist. And, and But the idea that this is just futile and useless and can't produce anything, well, history doesn't show that. 
of course, the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, the American Communist Party, the Reform Party, these things can't take off because they don't have a figure that moves them. But historical precedent 100%. shows that a guy like Joe Donald Biden Trump, or say, for instance, I'm a guy like that's legitimate. I Teddy Roosevelt, there's, there's a possible plausible explanation. The last one to attempt something like um, this. What to bet on election night when the huge league woke up with very one, heavy so. historical, um, um, historical Trump, power, historical precedent. Parnell's that type, it, it can, type of guy. He didn't win. It, it can help. You know, I mean, when the Republican Party distanced themselves from Teddy Roosevelt at the beginning of the 20th century, he ran as a third party. He started his own party, the Progressive Party, the Bull Moose Party, whatever you want to call it. He ran on this party. And he ran against Taft, his homeboy, who he originally handpicked, but then he wasn't quite happy with it. So this country that was dominated by Republicans at the time, the election went to Woodrow Wilson, mm -hmm. a Democrat. Now, oh my God, what a failure, right? What a terrible failure that happened. But who was president after Woodrow Wilson? Harding, Republican. Coolidge, Republican. Hoover, Republican. See, this party, the Republican Party, it had its infighting. They smacked each other around a little bit. They got back to it. And then they retook the country. And yes, the name Republican won out. But the Republican Party of the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, was it more like Teddy Roosevelt or was it more like William Howard Taft? I think we all know which one of those guys Republicans to this day still hearken to. It's Teddy Roosevelt. He lost that battle. He won the war. And, and that's what became of that Republican Party of the past. It's not doom and gloom, guys. I mean, the same thing happened with the Whig Party in the 1850s. But, the, but it was the opposite. They did become Republicans. I mean, when, when people say, you know, oh, no third party president has ever been elected. Really? You ever heard of Abraham Lincoln? The Republicans were the third party then. They, they were not the political party. They were not part of the duopoly at the time. They took that. Did they just, did then Republicans sprout out of the ground? Well, of course not. Of course not. Democrats jumped ship and joined the party. Whigs threw out their their Whig membership cards and joined the party. But it didn't all happen overnight. And, you know, in the 1870s in this country, after the Civil War had already happened, there were still people that if you walked around and asked them, hey, what, what, how do you vote? They'd say, I'm a Whig. Even though the Whigs were, were dead. They're like, no, I'm, they're, they're still loyal Whigs. What happened to them? Well, they got old and they died. Or they jumped to different parties. Or their kids said, ah, we really ought to be Republicans now, Pops. Right. I mean, this is... Right. This this happens, and it's not... It's not saw the writing, saw the writing on the wall that they were politically... A death sentence. Yeah, In fact, the writing on the wall that they were politically dead it's probably good ship. for the country. And, I mean, you know me, Dorf. On, on days like today... Inauguration Day, the historian in me comes out. 
right? You know, I mean, I, I want to, I, I hearken back to who I used to be, right? Because as, as you know, Dorf, that, that was who I was. I, I studied, um, you know, in undergrad and graduate school. I, you know, I studied to be a historian, to, you know, teach at the collegiate level in history. That was long before I became a, I don't know what I would be considered now, libertarian, two beers away from an anarchist, something like that. You know, that that's, sorry, but before that, I was a loyal statist, a lover of the Constitution, a Federalist, a constitutional patriot, if you will. And that comes back out on me on days like Inauguration Day, even though I don't like Joe Biden much at all. But... You know, it comes out. I, 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 I feel the the grandeur of the of that of that moment, and I, and and I want to jump on it. And there is a big part of me too that I'm not a Joe Biden fan. I didn't vote for him. Didn't vote for Trump either. But I'm not into this. But I mean, at the same time, can he just have a day? It's January twentieth. I'm, you know, in in a new year. I mean, can can Joe Biden just have his day, please? You know, can he have his inauguration without Sean Hannity um, ripping him apart? Without everybody being butthurt? Got a new president. The peaceful transfer of power, right? That, that's, what they, that's what they tell us. So this is the kind of day where... Hey, what do you, what's Sean... Okay. Sean Hannity, okay. Sean Hannity. Great way to put that. Great way to put that. Person. He's a, um, or some politician he has on the Hill, um, or hell, even even the president. He gets a talking points memo from them in the morning, and he then goes spend three hours three hours on on radio and one hour on TV, um, regurgitating the bullet points over and over and over and over. That's all he does. There's not, not a lot of critical... There's no insight. There's no great rhetoric. There's no great allegory. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. He's a soundbite machine. And you know what? The room temperature IQ boomer right of center folk eat that shit up. Because it's simple. It's easy. It's digestible for them. It's, it's easier for them to understand, get mad, pissed at, happy about, whatever. Yeah. If you want to, you know, the... Unfortunately, the way cable news is set up, it doesn't incentivize serious people to get any airtime. The if you want to if you want to listen to serious people or, or, or discussions by serious people, unfortunately, got to go to something more log form, and and that's web only content. If you're in some of the mainstream media, is web only content, or new media or podcasting. There are ways, as as you would say, the, Dorf. If you're willing to, that content is there. That the content is there. There, there is a way to get it. It's just you know the only one that has an attempt at being entirely honest. The only one that does in any sort of mainstream media perspective that attempts to do serious, you know, a serious person. I, I'm going to say it's is Tucker Carlson, and that's barely that's hanging on by a thread. And that that's not because I, I, you know, quite frankly, if if Tucker Carlson runs for some political office, he's getting deep consideration from me. I don't watch his show. Quite frankly, I don't have TV. I don't watch cable. I don't have cable. I don't. I don't, I don't watch television. I if there's a sports game on that I absolutely have to watch, I'll bum a internet feed off somebody. I don't have TV. 
the everybody else, the entire rest of Fox, the entirety of CNN, the entirety of MSNBC is deeply unserious people. Because you know what? And mm-hmm. as you can see, some of the stuff that's been leaked out of the CNN morning call. You know the the directive. They're they're just performing the news. The you know at CNN they're just performing the news the way Jeff Zucker wants them to. It's not reporting the news. It's not. Mm-hmm. They're pretty faces. If they're news performers, they're actors. No, they're. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Right. Maybe.
type of people, if this was a different country, like, that we would make fun of. Yeah, we have it here. That, oh my god, it's it's Baghdad Bob. Brian Stelter. It's Brian Stelter's entire job is to watch Fox News all day and bitch about it. If the segment of the population here that is incredibly well-armed, knows what they're doing, and nobody knows where they are, push them and keep pushing and keep poking and keep prodding, you'll never see them coming, and they will do unbelievable amounts of damage. And guess what? It it won't just political targets. It'll be private business targets, too. I'm not encouraging this. I'm just I'm I'm just reading the room, and if you keep poking these people, and give them back them into a corner, they don't cower down. They're gonna lash out, and it's gonna be violent. Don't I'm not saying this is a threat. I'm not a member of a boogaloo boy group or whatever you want to. If you want to call it, Darf, here's there, the thing. there are factions of this. Of this there's significant, in, not insignificant amounts of people in this country. Dorf, the thing is, no, it's all good, man. Uh, listen, dude, the thing go, is with those people, glory. this is and this isn't brand new. They've been back the fuck stealing off our them. liberty. They've been trampling do? our rights for a long time, and they've Sorry, backed ahead. those people into so many corners. And you know what they, and you know what they do, Dorf? They find another corner to hide in. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. They stand tall and they slap. They slap Molotové stickers on the back of their pickup trucks and they go buy another gun and they go buy a thousand rounds of nine millimeter. And and what happens? To to be fair, Josh, I may be overreacting. They'll give it up. They'll give it up. No, Josh, I'm not, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about those folks. The Josh, 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 Josh. The fuds you're describing, the fuds you're describing are also what I would classify as deeply unserious people. There are all talk. The 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 people that I'm referring to are the ones that you haven't backed into a corner yet because you know what before you had the opportunity uh they just leave. Because you know, I, I they don't want to be temptational. They've they go find their little hell. Look at this. Look at the state of Idaho, the northern part of the you know the 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 tip northern tip of that state. They've all kind of moved and coalesced there. That's a, that's a big compound of the folks I'm talking about. The they've left. They the 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 cities are oppressive and they're fucking around. You know what? Not going to put up with this. I'm going to go. I'm going to get myself and move somewhere else. The but when, you know, nationally you're going to attempt to do politically provocative things. And I'm not just talking on social issues because, you know what, at the same time, oh, we're going to the overturn do all this immigration stuff. And the this we're going to, you know, broadly flip the, the policy of the United States back to pro-choice and pro-life and yada, yada, yada. That that is not pushing people to their breaking point. The Biden administration has sing- signaled, uh, signaled today that they want to require a essentially a permission slip to buy body armor. 
I, come on. Pers- all, all you're doing there, you're, you're not stopping anything. All you're doing is radicalizing the folks that feel like they have nothing to lose. With that move. That's that's the type of bullshit provocateuring that I'm talking about. That people will... That there, there will be no more... Oh, I'll just go somewhere else. You've got now. Finally, the, the segment of the population that you should be worried about backed into a corner with nothing and you're and you're giving them nothing to lose. And until now, there's always been well, I they've they've always had something to lose. I'm not talking about your fud that belong to the NRA, have the the Punisher sticker on the back of their truck. I'm talking about the deeply serious people with arsenals and the and the know-how to inflict some serious Dorf, I got to be honest with you, and I could be wrong. Serious casualties, and yet, it, you know, on f- their fellow Americans. Because they don't. No, they I, like I could be wrong about this. I don't know, but all I know is not, um, not the amateur LARPing if bullshit, the aliens come down go... tomorrow, or if the go zombies ahead. attack, if the zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow. Um, no, no I'll, I'll, I'll be cheering it on probably, but if the zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow. I you will take surprised. the fuds you speak of over over these uh, middle class dudes who are supposedly serious. I'll take the fuds. I'll take the fuds on my side, in in a second, in a heartbeat. Because you know what? You say they got nothing to lose. No, they got plenty to lose. You know what they got to lose? Target and Amazon and Chinese food and um hard seltzer. And Cabernet. That's what they have to lose, Dorf. That's what they have to lose. And 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 in hot showers, and uh, um, antibacterial soap. That's what they have to lose. That's what they can't live without. So you say they have nothing? No, they have tons to lose because they're soft. They're soft, and they're being backed into the corner for the first time. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, I, I, I honestly. Think, Josh, I don't, I don't but as far as I'm concerned, this, I don't think we're this country needs a better class of radicals. Because our radicals are, are stupid. They're lame. And, and, here, and here's, here's one thing that I want to say. They're lame. Yeah, they're lame. The... Uh, I don't want to mistake anything that I've, I've in, my, in my previous little rant there as endorsement or uh, cheering on of that sort of trajectory. The only way we press in is, you know what? Back the fuck off both sides for a little bit. This idea that there's the, the calling for in the Democrat Party to essentially classify those who identify as mainstream Republicans as terrorists that's just that's just pushing the, that classic character that I've talked about further into that corner. They've been prepping for this day for years and in hopes that it, it would never come. Don't Dorf, can I throw something in real allow quick? Allow it to happen. Now the that, that's not to discourage that's not to discourage the incoming Biden administration from enacting their agenda because you know what they won. 
whether it was fair and square or otherwise, uh, Joe Biden is now the president of the United States for the last nine hours and 16 minutes. He has been. Donald Trump is no longer your president. He will not be next four years minimum. I'm not, I'm convinced, you know, trying to shoo the horn this back into the topic we were supposed to talk about. Excuse me. Supposed to talk about today. He is. Donald Trump is going to run again. Assuming he is in good enough, assuming he's in good enough health in 2023, late 2023, when you start campaigning again, he's running. Now, a man of his age, that's a, that's a fairly decent if, but if not, if he's alive, period, he is still a Republican kingmaker. The Mitch McConnell faction of the GOP is trying to eliminate that power. And if you believe any truth to the rumor that Trump had uh, pardons written up for Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, and a couple, and uh, Ross Ulbricht, and Mitch McConnell came to him and said, Bud, you file those and uh, we will make sure we convict you, which will effectively end your hopes at 2024 or actually end them because damage and label throwing and label making that can be done by saying, Oh, he's leached and removed. You know, even if the, you know, you know, impeaching and removing a non person who no longer holds public office, um, doesn't stand up to Supreme court scrutiny, which there's a good chance it doesn't. Um, the label would be damaging enough, which would end his hopes in 2024. The, I don't know if what you said is Trump made the politically savvy move. He doesn't have, that's, that's the, the scuttlebutt. It's not been confirmed based on the attitudes and habits of uh, one Mitch McConnell. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, Cause Mitch McConnell is the party. Now he is the top ranking an agenda center for the minority party in this country is the top. The. I. I. And quite frankly, the. Donald Trump, he lost. I expected him to go out with more of a. Taking some people. Aaron, you know, a festival.
God, I wish I was one of those contractors. That'd be great. It's awesome. Good for them. That's it. You know what? I. Yeah, they're suing. Cool. You know what? I would much rather they waste my tax money all the time. I would much rather them give my tax money to hardworking, you know, blue collar Americans um, and have them not do the job than basically all the other crap they waste my money on. Like, really, I would rather like. Like, if, if I get a choice, like, do you want all these social programs or we'll take your money and we'll give it to a contractor and he won't do the job? Like, yeah, I think I'll take that one. Yeah, give, give me the give me the second choice. Give, <laughs> I mean, of course, my first choice is don't take it <laughs> at all. But uh, but that's, you know, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, um. Right. Hey, Dorf, there's something I really, this doesn't fit in directly to what we're talking about, but it does. There's something I learned, because uh, I, like I said, th this was a good day. I, I liked it. I liked today. Um, but something that I learned that I kind of knew, but it was, it was solidified today. And as a professional internet troll, I just want to let everyone know that butthurt conservatives are nowhere near as fun as butthurt liberals, but they're still fun. They are still fun. They, they are still fun. You still can have fun with them. And I've definitely done that today. You definitely can mix it up with them. You definitely can, can, can rub it in. You know, this It's days like this that third-party guys, us non-voters, us... Uh, I, I'm not a non-voter. I'm lumping all these different groups in together. But the, the non-voters, the third-party guys, the the haters of the system, all the, it's a days like this that you got to jump in because it, they, the status get all the other days, right? They get, the, they get all the other days telling you, you wasted your vote. You didn't vote. You can't complain. You know, I, all that stuff. You know, they, they, throw, they love to throw that stuff around. So it's days like this that you just got to jump on it and just – but one of my favorite methods is if anyone's looking for a methodology for um for status trolling i'm sure that's what everyone googled when they found this one when they found this show is you know methodology for status trolling but if you are in fact looking for that what i like is you know on the days where the republicans are butthurt just kind of pretend you're a democrat and on the days when the Democrats are are really butthurt, just pretend you're a Republican. And then you can just go back to being yourself the next day. But if you if you throw some of those when when one of the party's really stupid talking points actually like comes true, 
it's fun to like throw it out there and uh and and just really bum out the uh the status on one side of the aisle so that's this was my ted talk um that that's basically all i have about that um <laughs> the uh the um and if you are enormously bummed about donald trump remember you could always still follow the QAnons. um you can still trust the plan <laughs> um according to them according to them they're being they're being arrested right now dorf oh yeah joe biden's being arrested right now <sighs> oh yeah the, my favorite i there's been a, there's been a new cue drop since we've been on air yeah there's been a, yeah they've been arrested over the last couple days and they've been yeah they've been tried of their crimes and but they're allowed to stay in their place and Joe and Donald Trump is that is be um, shadow president really run things from behind that plan seat. sucks Joe that Biden plan is so now, stupid uh, to avoid the embarrassment well especially towards like the last the last Trump like says. trust the, the plan, last trust six the plan. weeks of QAnon was basically it was always Come kind on. of this I guess but they were basically just rooting for we're gonna have martial law and a military uh. dictatorship and that was their that was what they were hoping for that was the end game, right? Was that. Now, one thing I wanted to jump in earlier, but you had a good thing going, Dorf, and I didn't want to interrupt you, was, you know, we could really use some normalcy here. Love Trump, hate Trump, whatever. These last four years have been crazy. And I don't know, maybe the Democrats really did steal the election. I have no proof of that. I have no proof of anything. But if they were going to steal it and they had this left-wing agenda that they were going to push through, they're going to put uh, 97 people in the Supreme Court and uh, they're going to come take our guns and they're going to do everything. You know, I mean, nobody dislikes government more than me. But if they were going to steal the election, why did they steal it for a moderate? Seriously, why did they steal it for a moderate? Joe Biden's a moderate. And he's an old fuddy-duddy boomer moderate. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's an old fuddy-duddy boomer moderate. I'm, I'm a moderate with dementia. That's not even a moderate. Why? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you steal it for a? This is uh, what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. If they're gonna steal it, they dementia-addled boomer man who you know. Is probably gonna add on his officials. It's just wait for just wait for the think piece that that's gonna be coming in two weeks when Joe yeah. Biden has a gap in his schedule in mid afternoon. It's 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 private political meetings. No, he's taking a fucking nap. Wait for the think piece of oh well you know the, the it's it's a good thing that the American president isn't working sixteen hour days anymore. You know what, Dorf? I, so I'm gonna what throw in some a a I'm gonna throw in some history like I love to do. Shape. Um. One of my favorite Come presidents on. of the 20th century actually is Calvin Coolidge. Um, a small government guy, you know. And this is something that he was criticized for. You know, Coolidge, um, they used to say he got like 12 or 13 hours a, a night, you know, asleep a night. And like basically the, the White House hours were like 9 to 5. And it's basically like he worked 9 to 5. And if something happened, you know, before nine or after five, it was like, you know, we better be getting attacked if you're bugging me. 
Yeah, like you know, like if you're bugging me at seven thirty at night, we'll wait until the next. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, England better be burning down the White House again, or or otherwise what? Hey, I would, I would, I would be totally, I would totally be okay. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. that would be a, a good expectation. And, you know, heaven forbid I ever end up in the White House, which is not going to happen. And we both sure. know that. Eight to eight. I'll be generous. The you know, eight and, to eight schedule. But, but you know what the, the response lunch. was? 45 minutes or half hour, whatever. Where I, I, we better, we better be, somebody better have launched a first strike. If you're going to break um, up do you know what? Do you know what? Private, it's going to be alone. It's my time. And what if we bet we better be getting invaded? If you buy what Coolidge and what Coolidge and the Republicans used to say Go ahead, about that was there was already this idea like Woodrow Wilson. He worked you know twenty four hours a day. He was always into something. And what the idea was was they said, well, Democrats work work more when they're in the White House. And Coolidge and the Republicans at the time who supported him said, that's because when the Democrats are in office, there's always a crisis. <laughs> that, that was basically his only response to that, was like, well, yeah, when you're running the country and you're always in a crisis, then yeah, you're gonna have to work more, but we're stable under me, <laughs> so it's fine. So if they were gonna steal the election, why didn't they steal it for Hillary? Why didn't they steal it for Bernie Sanders, the guy who's an actual socialist? You know, I mean, why didn't they do that? Again, I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like or Joe Mayor Biden. Pete. I didn't vote for him. I've been following Joe Biden for decades. I've never liked the guy. I've never voted for the guy. But I also don't hate him with the same vigor that I disliked Hillary Clinton. I don't have the same fear of him like I did of Bernie Sanders. I, I don't have that. Um, I'm really not a Kamala Harris fan at all. But even with her, you know, I mean, I hear people saying stuff like, oh, it, they should call it the Harris-Biden administration because who's really running the shots? You think what? Kamala Harris just all of a sudden took over the Democratic Party? She's running it. Okay. Okay. Now, you can sell me easy, and I will easily buy the fact that Maybe Joe Biden's not calling the shots. Maybe Kamala Harris is calling. But this idea that Kamala Harris is like the Illuminati leader of the Democrats and that she's the puppet man. And they're very well maybe a puppet master behind Joe Biden, but it's not Kamala Harris, guys. Okay? It's not. It's not Kamala Harris. eh? If there's a puppet master behind these people, and there very well may be, you don't know their name. Okay? You, You don't know their name. Yeah. So, so this idea and, and that Kamala George Harris Soros. is this, this Kamala Harris is you know Doctor Doom behind the scenes, um, yeah, yeah. If you know the name, yeah, maybe it's George Soros, maybe it's maybe it's Bill and Hillary Clinton, maybe it's George Bush, you know, I, Bill Gates, um, Bill, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. No, if it, I can make a hell of an argument for any of those names before we say that the mastermind behind this entire thing is Kamala the cop yet no it's not it's not okay that's that's not a thing um they're uh, sure they're all puppets you want to go that route I'll go that route I'll I'll run that route with you all damn day they're all puppets yeah I got you I'm with you got you let me let me grab my tinfoil hat I love my tinfoil hat 
I, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm not being sarcastic I mean, right now. Either. By the way, I really, brief aside I, I'm, here, I'm, do I'm down with that, but brief aside here, we, actually yeah. Okay, it's tough because put it on, plop it on. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. It's hard for me I, to get tinfoil right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wear a mask. No, no, it's all right. Oh no, I, I got some tinfoil. I got some tinfoil. I just you know I can't wear a mask, so I'm you know I like all the things I used to buy at the mask required shops. I um. You know, I, I'm like, you know, using really sparingly because, but actually, you know what? They sell tinfoil at, uh, at the gas station that my homeboy runs down the street. No mask required. So I, I got the tinfoil, tinfoil hookup. And when I say I can't wear a mask, I really mean that for medical purposes. I cannot wear a mask medically. Basically, it's it's not for me medically, it's for you medically, because if you tell me I have to wear a mask, I'm going to kick you in the nuts, and then you'll have to go to the hospital. So, th so, th there, so it, is a med it is a legitimate medical reason why I cannot wear a mask. So, that's, there's that. HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA laws. <laughs> um, hey, uh... All right, real quick, Dorf. I know we're probably trying to wrap this up. Is will and I'm not trying to be crass here because I do wish him well. And even if you don't believe me that I wish him well, know that I just told you that I can't stand Kamala Harris. So for that reason, I wish him well. But does does Joe Biden survive the term? Are, are the people yelling and screaming about that? Oh, he won't last. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make him unfit. Does Joe Biden survive the term? Yeah, I, I don't see them 25thing him. Um, I see him, you know, resigning and on his own accord or something, perhaps. Um, I don't see them. I don't see them um I don't see why that would benefit them to 25th them when wouldn't it be so much easier to just control the guy who has dementia you know that would be so much easier that would be so much easier than going through that and you look so much better and then I mean what a great gig you can get done whatever you want but then if it screws up just blame him you know it was Biden's fault and if you, so that's i that maybe something to fall back on but i don't really see it happening um but we'll see um you know uh i i feel like we still have another 2 months or so of qAnon and all this that's going on you know um qAnon is a lot 
Yeah, until March 4th. I'm I mean, really it should be done today, but they were they were bright enough to come up with the March 4th nonsense like a couple weeks ago, so I'll give them that. Like, all right, QAnon, you win this round. You got another two months. Um, but I mean, it's done though, right? I mean, they look really foolish. It's it's stupid. QAnon is all like Q-tip. If too much of it gets into your ears, it can cause serious damage. Um, so that that's something that you you definitely need. To... <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. And um, hey, Space Force is happening. We are definitely not supposed to think that Space Force is just another way for them to divert more government funds um, into another useless, useless organization. Yeah, no, I mean, the Space Force is... to make tinfoil hats we that that's our mission for our next show tinfoil hat making contest be ready for have it ready for next week we're gonna we're gonna leave anytime we mention a tinfoil hat while we're pod yeah every time we mention tinfoil hats or we're talking about in orbit i forget how long or wide they are but would it, it would just there's that up, tungsten is badass pick up you know be picked up by radar there's absolutely tungsten is badass by the way it would hit with the force greater than any nuclear weapon ever detonated to man without the fallout and you never see it coming there's no early warnings no way to avoid it and it and you know what if anybody's gonna have them it better be us it survives the it's it, you know here's the thing even if you could pick it up with radar it's the same problem with hypersonic missiles the rod is durable it's a durable enough by the heat and friction of, of re-entry it 
will be traveling fast enough because of it, it's it's free fall um, from low Earth orbit that it will have a layer of air around it that's been vaporized into plasma, which takes any sort of conventional nice. uh, one of my air weaponry and renders it useless. One of my wedding rings was a tungsten, it, which is doubtful. Or could see it coming, which is back in the day, doubtful. you know. With modern radar yeah guns. yeah one of my uh, one of my wedding rings was i believe it was number two. Oh yeah oh yeah they're better they're, us to have them than anybody else, i right? just pawned one a while back just, just um inter- yeah no yeah. they're they're cool no i believe it was marriage number two i believe it was marriage number two yeah. i had a i had a tungsten that, uh, you know, I'm, wedding I'm, ring I'm it, was, it was pretty sweet looking around. actually I'm looking i wouldn't fit you anyway and you can't size it because i got yeah, little girl fingers and you got like big man fingers but um but yeah, yeah, tungsten. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's one to go. Yeah, but uh, there's that. Listen, I was just making fun of Space Force and um, and mostly um to talk about the QAnons. Oh, not as big as they used to be. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I I, I got in a kind of a little a Twitter a little Twitter spat with folks. It's just like, oh, the space force is like, uh, what a what a joke. Like, I hope Joe Biden gets rid of it. And it's like, well, you know, it has been for a while, but no serious effort to dominate low Earth orbit militarily. So the creation of the space force, DOD, Congress is going to have to do appropriation and get well, real, real quick, Dorf. My, my. No, real quick, Dorf. So, oh, uh, anyway, hey, I think the QAnons I know um, um, think that either space is fake or the Earth the is flat. So, if oh. Donald Trump made a space force knowing I'll the truth like he does, he's lying to you guys. Can't have that. Peace out. Mm hmm.